Welcome back to Secrets in Nature. I'm Rachel. And I'm Lexi. Do I sound like I just woke up? Because <laughs> I did. Tuesday morning. Because <laughs> I did just wake up and I feel like I have like the grogginess in my throat still. <clears throat> we'll be fine. I have my espresso. You should do vocal warm ups. Like Sharpay. <laughs> no, I can't do that. My voice is fine because I've already yelled at my animals for like <laughs> a good while. <laughs> They're just really bad in the morning. Speaking of animals being bad, I literally was just telling Rachel, if you haven't been listening to our most recent episodes, my boyfriend and I just moved. We moved out of an apartment that was on the 11th floor. So our cat really had never like seen the outside world. And we brought him out a couple times. He was horrified of it. But now we live on the first floor and we've been bringing him out onto the porch and he's really warming up to the outside. And then we ran into a stray cat. And I swear he must have seen this stray cat and thought that right there, that is the life for me. Because ever since then, he's been crying to get out. He's escaped twice and we've had to go look for him. And I'm talking escape through like very small holes in the windows that we didn't know were there. Like this cat is determined to go outside and he cries all night to get out. And I don't know what he thinks he's going to do out there. Like he's not going to make it out there. Why does he want to leave us so bad? I think most cats are like that. They don't have turkey and gravy out in the wild. <laughs> I had a childhood cat that was like that. He would like try to get out. But he'd always come back home because I think he would just get scared after a while. <laughs> I don't trust him. I would just like let him go outside, but I really don't trust him. That's why you got to put, what do they call it? A chip in him. Yeah, we didn't chip him because we were like, oh, we live on the 11th floor. What do we need to do that for? I guess I really wasn't thinking big picture back then. So he's chipless. But we did get him a tag with his name on it and our phone number, which he's never had before. And it's really cute. I let Roxy outside and she loves it. So she always wants to go outside. I let her out like once a day at least. Get her some outside time. Aww. Well, you have a fenced in backyard at least. Yeah. But she just kind of wanders around slowly. She's not. Sometimes she'll chase the birds, but that's about it. I don't know. If I left her unsupervised, I don't know what she would do, but I don't let her out there without me. Yeah, I made the mistake of bringing him out. I like I put him on a little leash and I brought him around to the front of the house and we were doing fine. But then a car drove by and he booked it because he was so scared of the car. He booked it under the house and he went under the house and I never thought he would come out. I was like there and I, I can't fit under there. So it's like very like the conjuring, you know, when she like goes under the house, like that's what it looked like. <laughs> and it was really scary. And I was like, I'm not going under there. I couldn't, I don't even think I could even if I wanted to. And I didn't think he would ever come out, but he finally did. We've just had too many instances, incidents. We've had too many inc- incidents, incidents. It's incidents? only been, it's not even been a month yet. Yeah. And <laughs> I have a, I have a laundry list of incidents. So he really just can't be trusted and I need to take him out less. So he stops crying all night. Maybe you can get like a big cage and like let him in put him in the cage so he can just sit outside like rabbits yeah my aunt did that with her cats she would just have a big cage in the backyard and just put them in it and they lived to like 20 so i mean i don't want to deprive him of nature that's so cruel but i need a solution so maybe that's it yeah anyway do you want to introduce our topic of the hour we will be talking about human design and what is human design? I feel like a lot of people don't really know about it. I didn't know about it until 
I think it was a podcast. I heard it for the first time maybe like a year ago. But it's basically for like self-awareness and self-growth. And it's a combination. I love that you're flipping through a real notebook and not a Google Doc. I'm obsessed. (laughs) I'm trying to read the notebook, but also be close to my mic. It's kind of hard. Rachel's the queen of flipping through pages while she's podcasting. (laughs) Let me check my notes. I literally have notes on my computer and in a notebook. I don't know why I do this to myself astrology is a combination of astrology kabbalah the chakra system and quantum physics so there's a lot going on there i know i read that and i was like oh i love it because like there's a lot of things to consider when you want to look at your personality okay there's astrology we've talked about it we've exposed our birth charts there is ayurveda like you have your ayurveda doshas i'm trying to get into that but i have a long way to go there oh there's there's enneagram there's myers-briggs i think i've taken both of those quizzes before but what i love about human design is similar to astrology it's based on nothing other than the date and time you were born oh the date the date time and place you were born and i really love that because like it's kind of inarguable is that a word? <laughs> you really can't argue with that. My issue with personality tests, I've always had this issue with personality tests, like the quizzes. They'll give you a scenario and be like, what are you doing, A, B, or C? And it's like, it depends on the day. Sometimes I'm an A, sometimes I'm a B. I feel like I never, I'm good at taking personality quizzes because it always just depends. Yeah. But when you just plug in your the date and time you were born, the location you were born, and they tell you everything there is to know about yourself, it's like very like, it's very easy. Yeah, I thought that human design was a quiz at first. And then when I went and actually did it, I was like, oh, wait. Yeah. And you get like a whole map of your body, which I still don't know how to read. <laughs> nope. I just love any excuse for why I'm the way I am. <laughs> I'm just going to keep adding to the list forever. <laughs> it's supposed to be like, it's supposed to help you become the best version of yourself and let go of conditioning that society has put on you, which I think is really fascinating. Yeah, because we all think that that the same advice applies to everyone, which just isn't the case. Yeah, and it's whatever your, your, what are they called? Your human design type. It tells you how you get energized and it also, it helps you figure out the best way to make decisions for yourself. So we'll get into each one. It was invented by a man named Alan Krakauer in the 90s and I think he wrote a book about it and there's five human design types and we're going to dive into each of the design types. Maybe you can listen, think about which one you think you are and then we'll put the quiz or not the quiz. We'll put the um, website in the show notes where you can plug in your birth data and it'll tell you and we'll see if you were right and then we'll expose what we are. <laughs> we exposed our birth charts and now we're going to expose our human design. Yeah, we're the same one shocking and we're the same <laughs> just like we're both cancers i wonder if it's because of our we're both cancers so like it goes by the month i don't know how it works like our birth charts would be the same yeah so i thought this was really interesting but it basically the idea is that we shouldn't be using our logical minds to make big life decisions because the logical mind can talk you out of stuff that you want to do and it's supposed to help you train your intuition which I think I said... I need that. I feel like I said in a past podcast I want to get better at listening to my intuition. So let's dive in to each of the five human design types and think about which one you think you might be. Or you could look up beforehand or pause this and look it up. So that this really resonates. Yeah. Whatever whatever you want. We're just here to serve <laughs> a community. <laughs> we're here to inspire and that's literally what our energy type is actually meant to do yes to inspire people so i really i will say though the one that we are is like because it tells you how much of 
like what percent of the population each one of those things is and i wish we were like the mysterious like five percent of the population (laughs) but we have a pretty big chunk of the population unfortunately so i i can't say we're not like other girls because we in fact are like many other girls (laughs) (laughs) true that all right so let's jump in which one are you hitting us with first i was gonna do generator all right take us away so there's generator and then there's manifesting generator take me away. and the combo of them is like 68 percent of the population or something like it's a big chunk but pure generators are 36 percent of the population and they are sacral beings which means their sacral center is the center of life and that's where like their energy comes from they're great builders and they have a lot of energy and a lot of capacity to sustain work. And they also find fulfillment in activities they enjoy, which brings them satisfaction. So they're like the worker bees of the population, right? Yeah. I was listening to a video and they were like, if you look at like ancient civilizations, they were the people that were building things and making things. They weren't the people in charge. Yeah. They just have like a lot of energy and that helps them do stuff (laughs) basically and what percent of the population did you say it was 36 percent. we need them we need the generators and i also thought it was interesting they also have to fully exhaust their energy prior to sleep to ensure full regeneration overnight i know i thought that was so interesting because it tells you like okay this is your human design type this is what it means and then it will tell you like many other things like this is how you should sleep at night this is how you should This is like the emotion that makes you feel unaligned with yourself. This is how what you need to learn in this life. It's very interesting. So if you're not following your inner authority, you become stuck in situations and you can get very frustrated. So that's how you know when something's not right for you is like those feelings of frustration. If you're a generator. Yes. And I think it's similar for manifesting generator too. And also, I can kind of relate to this. Oh, the very last resort for a generator is quitting. I thought I could relate to that. Like, I'm not someone that can just quit something. It's like a big deal and it stresses me out. I've only ever quit one job and that was very stressful. Yeah, I'm the same way. I don't think I've ever quit anything. Yeah, I feel like some people can just quit something and they don't think twice about it. I'm like, oh my God. Even when I got, I was, I was a server at like a really shitty chain restaurant and I got a much better serving job and I still didn't quit. I just like let my name be on the schedule without hours for months. And then finally they called me and they were like, so we're going to terminate you. And I was like, okay, (laughs) I just didn't want to quit. Yeah. I was working at a car dealership and then I got like a full-time nine to five job and they're like, oh, we still need you. Like, we didn't hire someone yet. So I just get working there after my nine to five job. I would drive to the other job oh. and work because I just couldn't. Like, I felt bad. So I just kept working until they finally hired someone else. We love confrontation over here. We love it. <laughs> just kidding. We don't. <laughs> Anything else about the generator? Yeah. Generators are designed to flow in the now with the current of life. And. They are not to worry about the future. The correct future will come if they respond in the now to what life gives them. Um, I love this website because it literally tells you all the, like, it, like a list of famous people that are this human design type. 
I also like this because it's much more um, like specific than astrology because astrology tends to be to be like very generic like even if it feels very specific to you it'll be like a very generic like oh you probably feel like this about this and this is much more specific you know I mean when you really get into astrology like all the little things it gets pretty (laughs) that's true you sit down with Jill she'll just be like so let me tell you everything that's going on in your head yeah but yeah like your three big signs are pretty generic I feel like so next I'm gonna talk about the projector which is 20% of the population and they are here to help humanity move into the new paradigm but their strategy is that they wait to be invited to help so they'll never just like be like I need to fix you I need to do this they're not control freaks they wait to be invited and they wait until they're needed they are intuitively connected to what is possible and guide others towards that possibility so yep their strategy is to wait for the invitation before helping others or embarking in major life decisions the projector derives its name from the nature of its aura because the projector is projected upon by others like your aura is like a projection of your inner self And they are not designed to keep up energetically with the energy dispensing generators and manifestors. This is not the role of the projector. So the generators, the manifestors, they're working and the projector is more just acting as a guide. I'm trying to think if I know anyone that could be a projector. Projectors must always refer to their inner authority before accepting any major life invitation. Otherwise, there is no way of knowing if the invitation is the correct one for them. Accepting the wrong invitation can have serious and long-term repercussions for the projectors. It's all about invitations here and waiting for them and then whether or not to accept them. I guess that's where most of their decisions lie. Sounds like a lot of inner work. Projectors are non-energy types, meaning they, like I said, they're not here to be the workers like the generators who can do things over and over again. This is why they need to study and be informed so that they can guide others and be intelligent with their energy usage. They're intellectuals. Oh my gosh, it says before modern times, projectors have always been at the bottom of the leadership ladder. The one thing that really didn't matter in those days was intelligence. They just need you to work. They're great at organizing others and networking. The projector is the most personal and up close type of human being too. That's interesting. Projectors need a lot of rest because they take in and reflect so much energy during their day. An energy type like the generator or the manifesting generator will become exhausted at the end of the day and just go to bed. A projector feels that pla- feels that place of being exhausted frequently during a busy day and often may not have time to stop and rest, so they carry on beyond the point of being tired. That sounds like it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They just feel the need to keep going. It sounds like you need a job where you can take naps throughout the day yeah it says because this has happened so often in their life some projectors find it difficult to stop at the end of the day and go to bed we are all taught and told to be doers from a very early age so adult projectors have a difficult time breaking the pattern of this habitual and learned way of being so like we said at the beginning this is all about unlearning what is kind of taught to us and thinking like okay how does this apply to me what can I take that works what can I leave that doesn't work and I think this is a good example I wonder if my mom's a projector. I feel like she has always trouble going to sleep. It says projectors should practice going to bed an hour earlier than they think they need to. Mm. Give themselves time to unwind. All right. So that is a projector. I will get into reflectors now, which if anyone is listening to this and they're a reflector, 
You are very rare because it only is 1% of the population. So they are very attuned to the world around them and they quickly pick up on the quality of energy that they come in contact with. So just like the name implies, they reflect energy back to people and they can also absorb energy. So they're very sensitive to it and they can absorb negative energy. So they have to be careful. So yeah, when they absorb that energy, they then reflect it to the world And they should also live in alignment with the lunar cycle. You can avoid disappointment by revolving your energy around the moon, um, which I think is cool. Because the moon reflects. I like that. They are a wise observer of life and they're really good at reading people. I thought this was really cool. They don't have any energy or awareness centers turned on. So like for us, it's our sacral, but they don't have anything. So every center is completely white, and this means that they give off an illusion about themselves that has nothing to do with who they really are. So you can't like you you can't tell who they are just by like seeing them or meeting them or like talking to them. You know, it's all an illusion. They are meant to be the heart of their community, and they know exactly when a community is functioning properly and when it's not. Their aura is resistant and does two things uniquely. It samples or tastes the auras of people around it by taking in only a little piece of what it receives, and it also reflects back all of what it receives from the other person. And they also should spend some time becoming aware of what is actually them and what they are reflecting. And this takes practice, but that's how they get to know their real selves. Sandra Bullock is a reflector. I was going to say that. Oh, sorry. I was just curious. I was like, who, who is a reflector since they're just so rare I know. and so mysterious? And Sandra Bullock is amazing. So maybe that's why she's such a good actress. Because she knows how to... Reflecting. Yeah. Oh, and four important decisions for a reflector are where you live, who they live with, where they work, and who they work with. And how should they sleep? Um, I couldn't find anything about that. Yeah, it seems like if you're a reflector, you might have trouble trying to figure out who you really are. But once you figure that out, I think you are good to go. I didn't really know anything about the ones that you researched, so this is interesting. So the fourth human design type is the manifester. They make up 9% of the population, and they are here to initiate change, but they inform others before they act so others can choose whether to move out of their way or to join them. They are the only design type that can initiate projects without an external cue because their inspiration comes directly from the universe, a download if you will. They have a strong energetic aura. Their strategy is to inform before acting. Similar to a projector they must refer to their inner authority before acting and i read that manifestor auras repel other auras manifestors are not designed to be inclusive people and they are not designed to be team players they are either the leader or the lone wolf manifestors are a throwback to our pre-democratic history as humans when absolute and usually unelected rulers were required as the leaders in today's democratic society this autocratic style of leadership is not welcomed or required in developed societies this is why projectors are the natural leaders of today so the manifestors were the old leaders i wonder if they're like conquerors (laughs) i know (laughs) and dictators i don't there's no famous people photos on this one manifestors often feel different from other people and often wonder why 
and they have access to incredible power which can be turned on suddenly and without warning, which can sometimes frighten other people, even themselves. Some manifestors go completely the other way of how they were designed and become people pleasers to avoid the difficult confrontations that they may have had as a child, but neither is really a healthy way of living for the manifestor. So all of these have their shadows, of course. They have natural curiosity and are the only type that can truly initiate action freely. Much of our world society rewards doers, but in truth, only manifestors can initiate action and do something without having to wait in some way. Yeah, because I know generators, they should wait to get that like yes or no answer in them. Mm -hmm. They shouldn't just react. They need to think about things. Not even think about it, but just wait and let their body like decide give them the answer yeah and like projectors have to wait for an invitation that's their strategy so like all these types have a strategy on their decision making and this is the only one that doesn't require any like doesn't have to wait for any external force oh my gosh it's talking about the future for manifestors because like i said since the beginning of humankind the manifestors were the rulers and now it's kind of more of our projectors and the generators and manifesting generators are the builders who are just starting to learn that they are just as powerful as manifestors if they follow their strategies even reflectors have value roles to play in today's society but what about manifestors? Manifestors who are born today have the opportunity to relax, be free, and have fun in their lives. Instead of being the rulers, they can be measured by the initiating impact they have on the world. So I guess there's less pressure on them. Yeah, they can just focus on their own lives. Everything, including their breathing, is faster in a manifestor body. So fear not, all you millions of manifestors out there. With the advent of global communications and infrastructure coupled to your ability to manifest freely at great speed and alone, a world of opportunity awaits you. Sounds like a good one to be. It doesn't say anything about sleep. It does say they are not designed to work nine to five. <laughs> I feel like none of us are, but that's a different discussion. <laughs> so now we're going to talk about what we are, which is a manifesting generator, which is a combo of a manifester and a generator. Yeah, and it's the only one that is a combination of two others. So maybe we're not like other girls after all. <laughs> yeah, except for like 33% of the population <laughs> are manifesting generators. But if you look in your chart, it can tell you if you're more generator or ma more manifester. If you have, I think it's like a pathway connected to your throat and your sacral center. It's probably confusing to hear me say that. But if you look, if you have your chart, you can kind of see it will make sense yes yeah. i don't i didn't look at what i'm more of i'm more of a manifester so if you figure out which one you're more of you can kind of look into that more than the other one but basically manifesting generators find joy in trying new things and getting the most out of life and they are notorious for finding shortcuts to mastery and just like a generator their energy stems from their sacral center they have the power to speak things into existence like a manifester. Yes, and their strategy is to inform before acting like a manifester, but wait to respond like a generator. And from what I read, it seems like something that, I don't know if it's me in particular or all manifesting generators have to learn, is how to wait before they respond. So maybe I'm more of a generator. I feel like I wait too long usually. I'm like a chronic overthinker. I feel like for me, I usually like 
think like, oh, if I don't act now, I won't get it. Or if I don't act now, the result won't be what I want. So I feel like it makes sense that I would have to learn how to wait before responding and find the balance. Yeah, I'm someone that does like the whole pros and cons (laughs) and ends up talking myself out of things, which is what human design says is bad. (laughs) We shouldn't use our minds because they just get in the way of our body's design. Yes. And our minds are very easily moldable, so it's easy to start doing things that don't align. And society puts so much into our brains that, like, aren't even what we actually think. I know. It's so insane, like, the amount of things our brains are filled with, and we need to, like, filter out. Like, what is something I actually think, or what is, like, a belief I've just kind of strapped on from somebody else exactly i don't really like that analogy of strapping on (laughs) you know too late now an mg efficiently using their energy brings them a deep feeling of satisfaction yes and when they feel like they're not living their design their telltale feeling is frustration yes and for sleep they fully regenerate during sleep like a battery they kind of get recharged and i thought this was interesting but mgs should sleep alone no one in your aura space this ensures the healthy rebalancing of their entire body i know i read that too and no shade to my boyfriend or anything but i 100 percent get the best night's sleep when i sleep alone it's not that i get not good quality sleep when i sleep with him but i definitely get like like when i sleep alone i wake up like what year is it so I feel like I believe that. Yeah, I don't really enjoy sharing a bed with someone. I like I think there's some kind of peace in mind knowing that like there's no one around you when you're sleeping. I feel like I can feel other people's presence like subconsciously when I'm sleeping if someone else is in the bed. Yeah. And I feel like I also like even if I wake up and don't remember it, like I'm not I feel like the older I get, the lighter of a sleeper I am. So like I really do wake up every time like he moves even if it's only for a half a second so that's gotta add up but we have a king bed coming in on friday and i'm so excited like get over there five feet away from me i'm so excited yeah and i know it's quite becoming popular of people having two different bedrooms married people that have a house oh yeah i see that yeah i even know people in real life that have done that um and it makes sense like why do we why do we have to sleep together because we're married like in the same bed like sleep is like the most important thing ever like it, if you don't get good sleep it affects your entire health it affects and, everything yeah. yeah I think it's funny I learned in one of my tv history classes like they weren't allowed to show a couple in bed together until a certain year like on tv so like there were so many sitcoms and stuff where the couple would be sleeping in the same room but in like twin beds next to each other. <laughs> like maybe we should revisit that. Honestly, maybe like two full size beds. The twin <laughs> At least the most comfortable. <laughs> I know. So yeah, getting back into the MGs, the essence of true spirituality is to trust that life itself has its plan for you, and that it will unfold in its own natural timing. Hence the waiting. Yeah. I feel like I've always believed that, that I can't force things like things will just things that are meant to happen will happen. I have like a mixed belief on that because I also feel like you need to like seize your opportunities and you need to do the work. But the opportunities will come to you and obviously you have to take them. But I I feel like it's different for everyone, though, because I feel like some people are really good at being like, this is exactly what I want. 
and I know exactly the plan and how I'm going to get it and then they just do it but I'm just not like that like I feel like when I try to force something and I like it just never works out like that yeah did you read what your environment type was yes mine's a cave so if you get your human design chart you'll find out what your type is which is pretty generic to anyone that's that type but then they go into like more specific things about you like your strongest sense and your environment type and what what were the other things I don't remember but my environment type is a kitchen or any place that is a creative hub where people can commute so maybe a studio I don't know I do work in a television studio yeah why you said that you didn't know why it was the kitchen that makes I know I didn't read I didn't read all the way (laughs) Um, but like a studio definitely resonates more than a kitchen. Not my favorite place to be unless I'm eating something that someone else cooked for me. Well, think about it. Like when you have people over and like you're entertaining, you're like in the kitchen. Yeah. You know, well, at your old apartment, you were my whole apart. My whole old apartment was <laughs> the kitchen. Mine was caves, which sounds kind of weird. I was like, um, I don't like to be underground. Like what? But then it makes sense when you read it. It means places where you can choose who you're around, such as your home or social setting, you have some control over. And that's very true for me. I don't like going into situations where I don't know anyone or I don't know what's going to happen or it's just like a new uncomfortable place. If I can be the one in control of like who's coming or I know most of the people there where if I'm going somewhere. No one's allowed in Rachel's cave. She has a sign on the door. No, people are allowed. <laughs> I just choose who's allowed. You're lucky if you get into Rachel's cave. Um, My strongest sense, it said, is inner vision. Did you read that? I think mine's feelings. <laughs> emotions. I have a lot of feelings. Is it like your emotions or like gut feelings? It just says feelings. See, the thing about this human design chart is to like actually get more deeper meanings to anything you have to pay. So well, you can get a generic understanding. Um, I think we should also talk about inner authority. Ours is the sacral center, but it basically refers to a bodied centered intelligence and the way we innately make decisions. Does it feel right or should we steer clear? Ooh, that makes me think of when we interviewed Sarah and she said like she ha- developed like a yes and no practice where she like centers herself and then asks the question and like she got to know like which way her body sways if it's a yes or if it's a no. Yeah. I've been trying to develop that myself, but again, it's going to be a process. Exactly. It's good to know like what energizes you and what depletes you. And if you can figure that out, your body will, you know, tell you yes or no. And you should frame questions as a yes or no, because it's easy to overthink and overcomplicate things. Um, But if you can boil it down to yes or no, you can find the right answer. And I find that to be true. Like if someone were to be like, what what restaurant do you want to go to? I'd be like, um, let me look. And then I'd be on my phone. I'd be looking at every restaurant that's near me. <laughs> In the vicinity. I, like, I could spend a half an hour looking up the pictures, the ratings. If someone was like, do you want to go to this restaurant? Yes or no? I easily, I could be like, yes. And then that, I don't have to overthink it. I don't have to think about it at all. You know? I agree. I think I'm like that too. I would much prefer a yes or no question. Because, like, I get overwhelmed with, like, the, if I get too much power in my decision, like, oh, any restaurant, (laughs) it's like, yeah, you really can get carried away. I think that's something um, MGs need, too, is, like, the yes or no question. I feel like I read about that. Maybe you're into astrology, but you find it overwhelming. Maybe you're not into astrology, but you just like a personality quiz without having to, like, answer all the questions. I don't know it just I just thought this was really fun and something new to learn about 
And I highly recommend. Yeah. And I'm going to be looking up the human design charts of everyone I know. Yeah. And I've heard so many stories of people starting to live by their human design and it's really helped them out in life. So maybe it could be something you try. Yeah. And things got easier. Yeah. And there's so many resources out there that go really deep into each type if you want to know more. And there's so many podcasts you could listen to. Yeah. I think it's fascinating hearing people like talk about it and like you can relate to certain things. It's just another way of trying to like figure yourself out and figuring out how you work and the best way to do things for you specifically. Yeah, because society definitely created like a one size fits all mindset and that just isn't working. It's not working. It hasn't been working. It's all crumbling beneath us. Yeah, so exactly. I think people are really just waking up to this kind of thing. Everybody their brains work in a different way and their bodies work in a different way and if you're forcing yourself to do something that's not working for you you're not going to end up very happy my aunt texted me that it's world ocean day happy world ocean day oh i have to put a picture of the ocean well happy world ocean day it's almost cancer season queens everybody wish me rachel and my cat a happy birthday happy early birthday happy world ocean day I say that like five times. Sorry. Happy World Ocean Day. <laughs> Don't litter because it's just going to end up in the ocean. I can't. Is it? If it's 2022 and people are still littering on the ground, like I'm so preoccupied with the trash that goes in the trash can and where that's going to end up. But if like, you're still littering, I don't even know what to tell yeah. you. That's like not even on you're my radar. Sh- you're kind of a shitty person and you should probably reevaluate your life if you litter. <sighs> that's just the truth. So with that, with that, goodbye. Enjoy your World Oceans Day. This is not going to come out on World Oceans Day, so never mind. Enjoy your day wherever you are in the world. And until next Friday. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.